Miller. For this episode, we have two NCAA legends in Casey Carrick and Brandon Harden uh, at the booth there in uh, Salt Lake City. It was truly an incredible conversation that led to some great ideas that I think we're really going to hit the ground running with uh, bringing awareness to our industry. Um, It was just incredible to talk to them about everything that has to deal with college athletics. You know, there are so many aspects that we don't take into account, and there are so many things that as sports field managers, we have to be aware of and we need to be able to care for, you know. And I think one of the big things that we took away from this podcast was that those things need to be brought to the attention of those in sort of the seat of power or decision making. And it's just incredible to see what these two have accomplished in their time at UNC and Mississippi State. Uh, I, it They've inspired me since I was in school uh, for a very long time, and now they've been such an inspiration for my kids, Uh, whether that's some field designs they've come up with or just painting patterns. There are just so many different things that I can't thank them enough for, Um, and to be able to call them my friends is truly an honor. Um, To be able to, again, have important discussions and being able to sort of come up with a plan moving forward on very, very important topics in our industry um, is truly something that everyone should be striving for and everybody should be looking forward to, you know? Um, one of the big things that we got into for this uh, podcast was the the need for the next generation and truly what we have seen in our own careers throughout our own time, uh, what they've been able to develop on their crews has been n- nothing less than incredible. You know, they have guys that they can trust, that they can put the full weight of an NCAA athletic event uh, in their power and trust them wholeheartedly, you know, and it's it's something truly inspiring. And uh, these two have really set the standard when it comes to being an excellent groundskeeper at any level. And their work in their communities are unparalleled um, to not only help bring or help promote our industry, but just to provide safe playing services for everyone that they can. Um, and it truly, it'll have a, it is having a lasting impact on their communities directly in their areas as well as beyond, you know, and I think that's something that we all have to strive for and all have to, uh, accomplish in our work, um, is to not just care for yourselves and your athletes, but for those around you and, uh, any way that we can, whether that's a phone call to an athletic director, whether that's, uh, going out and doing a site visit, there are just so many different things that, we can be doing and that we have uh, and many of you do and many of you listening I know you're incredible people so again it was just it's an awesome episode that you really got you really got to listen to because uh, you can't say it better than them when it comes to sports field management and everything they've been able to accomplish so um, again Casey Brandon I appreciate you both uh, and I really cannot thank you enough Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic 2023 Uh, And I hope everyone enjoys this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. All right, let's get into it. We're back at the booth here at uh, Salt Lake City SFMA 
2023. God, I can't believe it's 2023. I just realized that. Sorry. That's correct. We're here for the NCAA panel with two of the, my favorite people in this industry. Uh, it's awesome to see you guys to be able to catch up. Uh, how's everything going for you guys? A lot going on in uh, athletics and especially for the college level. Uh, what have you guys been up to recently? Obviously, you just finished a panel talking about, is it field construction? Yeah, field building. So, I mean, what's going on with you guys? And we'll just get into it. Yeah, I mean, uh, from a work standpoint, we're in a we're in a good we're in a good spot um, construction wise. We've done a bunch over the last couple of years, but we're finally uh, finally just maintaining what we have. So, um, but it's college athletics. It, uh, it's, we're the all seasons, never no more no all seasons. <laughs> so it, it's year round. Uh, I think the demands and Brandon can touch on this too. But the demands from coaches and administrations is as high as it's ever been, and um, I think we're doing everything we can to to match that those expectations level play. Even, you know, we've had a nice little Christmas break, you know, and and this conference is always, for me, it's that last little bit of a break. Yeah. Of course, I get to see all of y'all, but um, it's that last break before we gear up hot and heavy in in the spring sports. And and we all know, you know, that's that's a really busy time for us. Probably more chaotic most of the year, right? It is. You know, we've got five-plus sports going, you know, I mean, like everybody else. So, Yeah, I mean, when it comes to – everything with college athletics you don't understand the levels and the teams and the uh i mean just coachings coaches that you're dealing with <laughs> you know uh i actually was lucky enough to go see casey just past winter i guess uh with the facilities and everything when you guys are i mean going to work obviously there's a crew behind it um what has it been like for you guys sort of developing your crews again both of you have incredible guys on there that do an incredible job uh, that you've been able to build sort of that standard and that trust. What has that been like for you guys over the years? I, th- I tell people sometimes I think we've gotten lucky with some good hires. Um, you know, we vet people and, and we, we, I think we have a reputation now that there, when we have a, a job up and there's some good people in the industry that want to come work with us. Um, but, you know, I think bringing guys on and, and um, training them and things like that it have really helped us out. Um, we brought some guys in that I – Honestly, have more experience than me at things, and it's really cool to learn from them and uh, just just see how they do things. And a lot of times, just get out of their way. Yeah, you know, that's exactly right. And, and what a lot of people don't understand and what they don't see is that okay, you might you might hear you might hear of a job opening, but just between all of us in the industry, how fast those job openings spread, it's unreal. In my case. I'm finally to a point I'm truly blessed. Now, we went through some rough years with some turnover. You know, I've had Penn State guys, Iowa State guys. You name it, we've had them. And there's a, just that homesick effect. You know, when you get away from home for that many years, sure. two years, and then guys are kind of burning out. In this industry, it's easy to do. So I've finally gotten – I've got a mix of two-year degree and four-year degree guys on my staff, and it works. And it's taken so much off of me. Because those guys were what I call my guys. They started Absolutely. as a student. They worked their way through. Now they're on full time. So they make my job a lot easier. They let me deal with the administrative part of it a lot more now. Absolutely. I mean, when it when it comes to be, your group, your guys, you know, like there's obviously you can tell, and especially at these events when you're around them and without you guys around, you can tell that they're your guys, you know, just because of who you guys are as leaders and who you guys are mentors. It's just incredible to see. Um how is this past year for you guys? Any unique things happening? Obviously, some crazy times in Mississippi State and uh, incredible things going on with every sport. I mean, 
UNC is kind of like national champion central outside of football, you know, um, <laughs> a little baseball too. Uh, for you guys, what has it been like this past year for you? Any crazy stories? We, to tell? You know, when we lost Coach Leach, it was man, it was tough. It was tough on everybody. He's he's only been there three years, but he was that type of person. He he listened more than he talked. Especially, you know, what our last conversation was about photosynthesis. He seriously wanted to know what that grass was doing under his feet. And so when he he had a way of making people feel included, it didn't matter what your job was, he made you feel included. So when we lost him, it was tough. Now, he made our jobs a little harder with those Thursday practices. Yeah. But that's part of it. You know, we roll with it, we fuss about it, and we go on, you know. And the good thing is he would listen. And he would listen, he would understand what was happening, what he was doing to that grass, and why we were fussing, why we were upset about it. It's because we wanted that standard to be as high as we could for our athletes. And he was tearing that standard down just a little bit, you know. So, but yeah, other than that, everything's good. Um, of course, we're just hired a new AD, so we'll we'll see how he does Shift, with us. Right? Yeah. So, uh, I think he, I think we're in a good spot. I think he understands coming from Oklahoma. I think he has a good knowledge of you know what what's happening there, and hopefully brings that over there with us. That's awesome to have sort of that oh, big man. name, you know. Like yeah. it's hard, and, and nothing against ADs that are coming from a smaller school. It's just. The culture shock for them sort of like oh i can do that oh what this like it's just it's incredible to have someone come in we had with babcock come from cincinnati and it was just night and day you know it was just very simple other thing with coaches it's always it's always interesting to see uh emerson up at virginia tech they don't have walkthroughs anymore on the game field so it's like he's like my life is completely different i'm not rushing i'm not doing anything (laughs) until like wednesday i'm like yeah, I bet you no one else has that. So yeah. <laughs> live for that, you yeah. know. And, and our situation is a little bit different than in Brandon's, but we've um, we've, we've had a couple coaching turnovers over the last couple of years. Um, uh-huh. The last one we had from the outdoor sports that, that we worked with daily was in 2011. So we went a long time with the same coaches, and you develop the relationships with them, and you know you develop their trust, and you know they they we we know what to expect from them and they know what to expect from us and then you know they retire and you get somebody new and it may completely change up everything it does Uh, and and it's 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 tough to you know like brandon said we'll adapt i mean it's at the end of the day the fields that we're maintaining are for our team so if they want to use them we're gonna let them use them and figure out how to make them the best we can um but again that just goes back to you know the communicating with the coaches and you know you know it's it's Good you touched on that because it's not – you don't have a problem learning a new coach. It's not us. We're versatile. That's why we're in the jobs we're in. It's more of the coaching staff's learning us. They Absolutely. think we're going to say no to everything, and that's not the case. We are here. We're the do-it-all. We do it from flat tires to, yeah. you know, for assistance or – God, those are always fun. Administrative <laughs> women in the office have a flat. We run, go fix it. You know, it doesn't matter. Mason Miller, our offensive line coach, called us one day and said, hey, my, my lawnmower tire's flat, and I don't have time to fix it. I said, throw it in my truck. And, you know, yeah. we're the do-it-all. So it's more about those staffs. And, you know, we've had a bunch of turnover nires in football yeah. in the last few years. So these staffs come in. And we've been blessed because Mississippi State is a little bit smaller. You know, we're at the bottom. So we have to have those relationships. Casey understands, too. You, if you don't have that relationship – and I know a bunch of people in our industry that don't have that relationship. They don't try to either. Yeah, they don't want to. Yeah. They want to just fly under the radar. Yeah. I'm totally different. I want to – I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to bother the coach. But when I'm when you need me, I'm there, you know, and I want to have that relationship. The more we communicate, the better it is for everybody. That's always, and it speaks volumes to again who you are as a person. Like it, it, it's not your in your job title to do things like that. You know, it's just little things like that that reciprocates in the long run. You know, and that's 
that's something that a lot of people don't quite understand and especially at the college level when there's so many different things that go into like the levels and the groups and the coaches and the athletic directors on the athletic directors like yeah. it's a whole different animal player well, on player on I mean we're both at two really big time colleges you know ACC yeah. and SEC and I know there are people that look at us and think you know they've got unlimited resources you know but <laughs> but I mean we're, we're no. we do we've got we're given a lot of tools and good budgets to do our job but I mean we're like, still pitching like pennies, said, we're yeah. doing we're no doing doubt. We're like everybody else, you know. We're we're washing the pads. We're doing things that aren't necessarily sports turf related, but that's what that's what we do. Other duties as a yeah, event how we can help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you know you go back to the hires that the people that we've been at, lucky to hire, or the staff that we have. Um, I mean, how long have you been in Mississippi State? Fifteen years. Yeah, and I'm I'm going. So on, I was going to get to that. Yeah, I was going on thirteen in Carolina, and and it's a good thing. The longer we're there, I think we're given more responsibility, and we're. We're, we're tasked with other things, meetings and things outside of being on the field every day. So the fact that we have staffs that we can really rely on, um, it, it helps me sleep at night. You know? yeah, and, definitely and talking about that, you know, they're, these administrations, who's the first person they're going to call when something goes down? It's us. Okay. Usually the grass. So <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. So we weren't necessarily getting the quality on the landscape inside. From for what they wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So who'd they call? Yeah. Us. Yeah. So now I've got all the athletics, landscape as well. Grounds so and got, yeah, yeah, grounds and everything, um, which is I like a challenge. But you know, like I said, my crew allows me to be able to do that, and hopefully we'll make some dead weight on that side too. And I think I think you guys do the best job at this. Is like when things like that go down, like oh, we're adding this, but we're not giving you any other help. There's not another person coming in, you know. It's the adversity you guys face that you don't really see on different levels. You know, you don't – NFL teams, it's a stadium and a practice facility. There's not a, a an event space that they have to deal with. That's There's other departments for that. You right. guys are on everything, you know. And that – you guys have a passion for what you're doing. So that's why, again, you guys are the best in this industry. Or, or so. build a new building. Build yeah. a new building exactly. and a new training building. We don't budget to take care of it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Those are the hundred percent. Yeah, for yeah, us. yeah. Uh, when I was at Tech, I mean, it was they built three new things, and on my way out, they were renovating uh, Rector Fieldhouse for the track facility, and it was like, no one's coming in. You got a whole other field you got to take care of. I'm like, good luck, Casey. I can't, I can't help you. <laughs> That's just the truth. So you know, I mean, and those are the things that again we we look forward to as sports managers. So. Um, what is it that you guys look forward to the most? You know, when it comes to your job, obviously, it's I mean, the best word for it is you guys are you have families. You know, your ground crew or family members. It's just it is what it is, and specifically you guys and the guys that I've met from your crews, like you can tell. You know, it's just a family, and that's how you guys get the job done. And you're working the endless hours and all that. What is it that sort of keeps you going? You know, the, with especially in college athletics, what we're doing, there's so many. There's the softball, there's the baseballs, the footballs, the soccer, and it's never, it's never the same thing every day. You know, it's it's season to season. You know, baseball season, softball season's coming up right now. We're all excited. Uh, when May rolls around, we, we might all be burnt out. But yeah. then it's going to be the summertime. We're going to switch to camps, and we're going to get burnt out of camps, and then it's football season. So it's it's never the never the same thing every day or. So I think that I mean it's that's, that's what I tell people. Same thing. What he just said is the reason that I chose sports turf instead of going to the golf side. Yeah, you get that rotation. I'm not looking at 18 greens oh every day. Gosh. Same thing. You know, I couldn't even imagine. God, God, God bless them. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, no doubt. I couldn't do it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But, and, I, and I think it. Uh, 
you know, we've had people come work for us before and they're not, you know, they didn't, they moved on. They didn't, the sports turf wasn't for them. Yeah, they didn't yeah. like, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports guy. I love watching football, if, yeah. you know, but anything on TV. So getting to be around it at the level we get to be around it, uh, it's incredible. Well, and that's, I have to remind myself all the time. Look, it was, it was a tough 10 years in there with a certain AD for us. Right there was there was time and coaches. And there there were some headaches along the way. But we, my kids, like I had one this morning. He had a little bit of headache with a certain coach this morning, so he called me and kind of vented. But I, it's like I tried to remind him, and I have to remind myself more than I have to remind my guys. But we are privileged to work in these facilities. And I have a buddy of mine who's actually the high school football coach. He tells me all the time. He says, "Just quit whining, quit fussing. People would die to have your job." Yeah. And, you know, the more I have to remind myself about that, that we do, and, and they're not so much now, but these these stadiums, I mean, you look, look at where he is. Look yeah. at where I'm, these stadiums are hallowed ground to a yeah. lot of people. There's reasons that these people want to spread ashes on our fields and yeah. stuff is because they look at it like that. Yeah. So I have to, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I have to remind myself all the time that we are privileged to have these jobs and to be in these situations. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been doing it for so long that walking out on our football field is second nature. Or, oh, you know, yeah, doing absolutely. This and, You'll find a family that's visiting campus, and you know, hey, you know, they want to go out, walk them out, and you can just tell you made their day. And I put myself in those shoes. You know, yeah. what if that was me and my two little boys somewhere else? You know, yeah. that memory that we just helped them make. For uh, sure, you never know. You kind of come, and it was. I remember when I was fully in it. You kind of become numb to it. You yeah, know? it's not. That's a good way. It's my it. office. You know? right. It's just. It's what I do. You that's know. Right. Um, and when my kids came down, it was sort of that moment. It was like you remember when you turned the lights on. They're like. All right, you, but you know people, Miller. <laughs> for, for me, and a big part of that for me, and a lot of people, some of my colleagues, some of my friends, Casey's done a good job with it, you, we've got to let go because of that that numbness or that yeah. second nature. It, yeah, it's just an office now to us. Well, these guys were hiring, and I feel like I've, I've tried to do a pretty good job with that for these kids because they are they still got that starstruck in their eyes that look you know that's what they and the more we step out of their way like Casey said they just they make us look that much better absolutely now sort of going into the next generation obviously you got some young guys on staff obviously when you're looking there's really the main viewpoint is those young kids that are coming out of college even in college whatever it is what has it been like for you guys sort of seeing that next generation come in sort of mold them show them the ropes you know sometimes they fit sometimes they don't uh but being a mentor and all that uh again there's just so many things that go into it that are like second nature they're not like something that you've planned out a meeting to have with this kid to show hey this is what this is i need you to understand we're trying to get you to this point it's just sort of organic the way it happens but what have you guys noticed over the years sort of being a part of that you know whole movement towards the next generation you know i mean i think what what you're doing with with your students um, i think that's incredible those are the the kids we want to hire um you know when there's a lot of times where and we 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 have guys on our staff like this that are that are incredible they really don't have the turf background yeah but they like sports they like being outside and they have a really good work ethic and Mm -hmm. they're very teachable and that's all you can ask for. Somebody that shows up, wants to learn, take pride in their work. Um, teachable. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I don't know, again, I, I, it's hard It's hard to do in this industry because we're trying to, again, promote professionalism. And what comes with professionalism in most industries is a college degree. You know, yeah. and It's so hard to say that when, I mean, I've got kids that 
I would say were better than me when my for after three years I was in the industry that like they're just fresh out of high school that I mean I would send them to you guys in a heartbeat that they would fit right into the crew know half of what they're trying to do you know like understand they could paint the whole football field without any help if necessary you know like those are, those are the things that like again <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> the 17 year old kid knowing it yeah, yeah. yeah but like things like that where 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 do you guys see sort of that bridge between professionalism and we obviously have a need for and it's not labor and I, I and it's not that I hate when people say we're short on labor it's we're short on skilled labor you know it we can find labor we if we go find somebody but the work ethic's not there the people aren't it's just a job to those exactly people. where where do we find those skilled laborers that are going to want to learn more that are wanting to be there you know what do you sort of see the solution to that sort of gap of again professionalism being college degree versus again maybe a high school kid who just wants a chance. Sorry, didn't mean to stop you. No, no, no. That's a great question, and, and, and it goes back to I mean I think getting the kids started at a younger age. You know, when I was in high school, you know we we I, we were going out lining our baseball field, dragging it up, doing softball. Same That's here. what we were doing during school and. Even during that, I had no idea that this was a profession. I didn't yeah. know. And if somebody like you would have had a program at our high school, I'd have been all over. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? yep. And uh, I don't feel like I, I, I missed years, but I didn't get started in until I was a sophomore in college. Same you know? thing so here. I, I was a freshman in college before I ever discovered that Mississippi State had this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is a – the marketing side of our industry is not good. You know, you do a fantastic job. Thank you. But we've got to, you know – we get shut down on social media a lot. You know, we're told not to engage with fans and stuff like that. So it's hard for us to market what we're wanting these kids to bring to us and to help us. You know, our, our industry is very fulfilling. You know, Leo Gertz used to tell us our job is something where at the end of the day, you can turn around and look behind you and see exactly what you did. Yeah. So projecting that to these kids and making that more important than a dollar figure 100%. is hard. Because I had a student or a future student t- uh, email me this morning and say, how much am I going to be making? Well, and I told him, he's like, I can't work for that. I'm like, that's double what I was making as a student. Yeah, that's somebody <laughs> told me. It's like, Virginia Tech's paying $12 an hour. I was getting paid $7.20. Yeah, I was $5.25. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, when you look at it face value, it's like, it's hard, you know, because everybody, like, even, like, on campus, they're making, like, $20 an hour. And it's like how do you compete with that but at the same time like what I try and tell my kids that are in college right now at Tech like you're gonna learn so much from that job and the experience that you're gonna benefit from that you're in college you don't need that much money right now you're not gonna like be the end of the world since you're making three dollars less you know Um, and again the connections like being able to come here after knowing people that I work for like they introduced me to more people and that's and again that's how this network that I have had like grow every single day you know that's just what it is yeah know? and I don't know I mean we somebody touched on it the other day social media is yeah, whether whether you, you use it or you don't want to use it or you use it whatever it's here and you know that, I, that was our talk actually yeah, yeah I mean it's it's that's what it is you know and, yeah. and you I, I think you, they'll post pictures online, and we'll post pictures, and it, it's really cool to share ideas with other sports serve managers. Absolutely, um, and then it's 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 fun to see the fans that come to the games, you know, see that and comment, or you know, a high school coach call you up and say, "I see what you're doing out here." Um, 
and that doesn't necessarily get the younger kids in it. But you know, there's there's somebody out there that might see that and say, you know what, this this looks like a cool job. I can do how do this. I get it? Yeah, how do I get and, into this? And to touch on that, the bridge to bridge that gap, you know who we need to use, you know who we've got to use, but we don't do a good job with is the coaches. The coaches at a high school level, they're pushing 100%. these kids. These baseball coaches, who are they? Where are they pushing these kids to go play baseball or do this? They're not saying, hey. Might probably not gonna play D one baseball. <laughs> so, you might want to go be the groundskeeper and still be around it. I mean, look at us. We yeah. jumped it. Yeah, yeah. You guys are giving my talk. My, uh, <laughs> the largest untapped market is high school athletics. High school. You know, yeah. like when you talk about everyone wants to be a professional baseball player. You know, I was that fifth grader, like my job's gonna be major league baseball player. Like I wanna be that, you know? And then if you're in high school, like 10% make it to college, you know? So how do we keep those 90% in the game? Groundskeeping. Those 10% in college, 5% aren't going to make it to the pros. But again, like having these kids have an in to the industry, not already artistry, but the sports industry, you know, that's just something that we can do. Um, and I'll bring it up to you guys because maybe us three can go and do this. One of the big things I think that we need to do as an industry when it comes to marketing is go to other associations. So... If you guys are down, set up a presentation for the American Baseball Coaches Association. We just do like talks on maintaining your field, and then there would be a part about SFMA, and then a part about high school turf programs. You know, because what we're seeing is a lot of the high school coaches that are reaching out to me, setting up these programs. They're not turf background, but if we can get high school baseball coaches on board, and then we can provide them the support and the information and the class stuff that they need. It's really just the introduction to get to a college program, to get to a job, which then becomes, okay, now they're going to get the actual, like, turf background. And I'm, I, again, graduated college, so I have that background. I definitely use it in my classes, but I understand, like, baseball coaches don't know the difference between a rhizome and a stolen. You know, like, it's not something they expect, they're expected to know. So, and it's what would you guys sale, think though. about doing that? No, I'm game, whatever. You know, we'll do whatever we can. Um, it's a hard sale, though. Because, you know, Mississippi State hosts a turf field day, and then they offer a short course. So, y'all know I own my own business on the side, mm-hmm. too, right? So, I deal with these coaches all the time. I yeah. deal with these baseball coaches predominantly. They're the ones calling, wanting lips cut, this done. They want this and that. And I tell them all the time, look, you you got to have somebody. You can't do all this yourself, 100%. and you've got to know what you're doing to do it. It's like that starts with not just you talking to me, but send – Get your kids involved yep. because you're only going to be as good as your field allows you. One hundred percent. I walk out on these high school baseball fields and got eight inch lip and oh man, you know, man. and I'm just like, how are you taking ground balls? Are you alive still? Like, yeah, you, you know, have broken. Do you want a game on this? So, can you smile so I yeah. can see? So I think if we, I mean, I'm all in because yeah, it, it's I mean, going it, to help all the way around. So I mean, it, I, I'll make the the connection, see if anybody, because I know uh, my brothers are baseball coaches and they went to the conference and. There were a couple people that are like, why don't we have someone like a professional come in and give a talk, you know, like on maintaining a mound. I can't tell you how many times like you go to a game and I help coach their team. So like, it's just like, where, what did you do to get to this point? It'll be like three feet tall or it'll be non-existent. It'll be dust. And or it'll all be flat with a exactly. nail rubber sitting there with just dirt. Kind of exactly. Like, yeah, like, these kids throw yeah we, we do one of those. Um, the North Carolina High School Football Association does Very a conference nice. every in Greensboro. Every year we try to send um, – um, a couple of us went last year and just gave a short presentation. And, you know, I mean, we're not going to 
reinvent the wheel for them. But, you know, some tips on mowing. But they they, they, are they don't coaches. know it. But they when we, gave, coaches. we yeah. gave them that avenue to ask questions, yeah. they ask 100 questions. Yeah, you yeah. know, so that was You that could was set nice. up at that, at that coach's conference, you could set up a two-hour window for There's us 7,000 members that go every year. And like, that's my thing. It's like we would not, you wouldn't get to everything in two hours. No, no. And, again, like that's – the point is, is to open the door to SFMA. No like, doubt. You guys should be, and I was talking to Son earlier, like we should have, we, at Virginia we do an associate's membership where like high school coaches, ADs and whatnot, and that's the other conference is do athletic directors, you know, is you guys are sports managers whether you like it or not. Sure. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not something you've decided. It's just the high school's not paying anyone to take care of your field. Well, you know, and you talk about the high schools too. With the programs y'all are starting are incredible. Um, and I don't know how it was at Mississippi State. I was at NC State, but there was nothing at the time that steered me towards sports turf. Mm-hmm. It was golf and landscaping, yeah. and that was great. Yeah. But you know, I randomly started working on their football stadium, and that's I'm still here. But Same I think story. the colleges could do a better. Yeah, I could do. A, I think the colleges, the programs could do. Um, they don't know, market it. They could do a better job, and I don't know how we, um, you know, help the kids realize that hey. There is another side of the industry. Yeah. You know? Well, um, it's, it's every time they get in front of us, you, I always get another kid that's intrigued. It may just be one. Yeah. You know, and it's all I help teach. Yeah, and I help teach turf labs, you know, on football field, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. We do as much as we can for them. For sure. And the downside, and it's a little bit depressing, is that we're seeing more, you know, a lot of the curriculums at Mississippi State require these kids to take turf management, the class. Yeah. Right? So I'll go do this lab, and there's two turf kids, and there's 30 PGA majors, or there's you know all these other horticultural majors in that class. I'm just like, and they're looking at me like, huh? Yeah. You, you do what? This what? What's that? Why? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You know, and so it. I think the more we can get in front of these people, yeah, it's, it's always going to be better. And again, I'm not trying to alarm anyone, but like there's a big like sort of shift going on right now, like. McNitt's retiring. A lot of these like staples in our industry are starting to be again getting to that point where like we should be sort of like oh shit like who's next you know like Dr. Straw at Texas A&M is young but like when we're talking about education wise and I have so many conversations with so many different professors and they're just struggling to get kids and And you know what they're doing in order to keep the kids Mm -hmm. is now the curriculums are starting to come down a little bit Yes, you know they're starting I, to I shift to broader, the, and I'm sure his was at NC State was just as harder, harder than mine. But those curriculums, when I went to school, were hard. Yeah, I mean, they were hard. And now I'm looking at you know my kids come through, and I'm like, you got to take what? You don't you don't have to take this? <laughs> yeah, no organic. You don't have to take anymore? organic chemistry oh. in Friday. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't have to take organic chemistry oh, at school. I took it at uh, community college. That one almost. I cheated. School. Yeah. Sue me. Sue me. Good for you though. <laughs> Sue me. I was so, not going to spend sleepless nights over Okem. <laughs> um, you know, when you get to these college programs and their turf clubs and everything, and, and every once in a while we'll have the opportunity to go talk to them. Yeah, yeah. You, you ask them what they want to do. And I try to encourage them because I, I, I didn't do this on purpose, but I started out working at the golf course during the summer. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what got me into turf. So I did a couple years of golf, and then I went to sports turf. And at the time, I loved golf. Yeah. Then I started doing sports turf, and now I can't ever fathom myself going that the ball. way yeah. so i do encourage younger the younger kids um yeah the, when they ask i'm like try both yes, like absolutely. try it's exactly what it's you know go about. do a summer at a golf course do a summer with you know whatever because i can you know look and I, i'm not knocking golf that's a great no, industry yeah, and there's sure. some, there's some very passionate people but for sure. 
I mean, standing on the sideline of a football game when there's sixty thousand people, yeah, nothing and, else like I mean, it, right? Come on, that's a that's a rush. Like that's fun. Yeah, so, that's yeah. what you know. And it's it's about the money. Some of these kids are they look very at the, true. At the contrast between yeah. a golf course superintendent's pay, even all the way down to assistant, first yeah. assistant, entry level mechanics, you know, getting up there, whatever. Yeah, th- that side has progressed drastically, and we're we're still sitting behind a little bit on the. We're moving. Side. It's not drastic, though. No, like it's again, slowly. Like the but but you COVID know what it is because you know. we've been there for fifty. Yeah, you know that's the expectation, and that's that. Oh, it just gets me every time. It's like the expectation is still higher every single year, but the the follow up with pay, our time off, things like that, help labor. You know, like yeah. it's there's just no response. Well, here's the thing: you guys are phenomenal at your job, so why would we change anything? You know, that's here's, the issue. That I here's have. a big comparison. And I told somebody this the other day, and they kind of looked at me funny, and it's like, when, name the golf course. When the PGA event comes in, you don't think that superintendent isn't compensated for that? Yeah. Because that's a year's worth of planning. All right? So he's in the same boat I'm in. The creation of this thing called the SEC Network means everything we have, most of the practice fields are on TV every week. You know, our, our games are on TV, our practices are on TV now. And it never shifted the money. Yeah, it shifted it way above our head. But it didn't shift it for any of us or nor our budgets. Yeah. And, I mean, I remember the time where we were like, oh, my gosh, we got ESPN this weekend. We'd have TV game one weekend a year at football. Yeah. And we thought we were just high, you know, on the this list. This is crazy. And yeah. now, you know, you're on TV Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's – I mean, I've always had an issue with that when it comes to, like, just the overall – not even compensation, it's just an understanding, you know, yeah, like yes. it's not. But it's all a package deal. Yeah. You know, the compensation, the the them understanding what we really do, the heartburn we feel because 100%. you don't, look, just, you know, we talked about it start to show. Yeah, we had a Christmas break, but did we have a Christmas break? Those fields don't quit growing. Those fields don't quit just, you know, just because coach <laughs> says, okay, guys, go home for two weeks. We're good. Yeah, we just go home and forget about <laughs> it for two weeks. Man, I'll chance. do that and see what happens. Christmas yeah. Day, I was well, there. Turning a valve off that had busted. So, well, you know, we it's, had, it's, we had, dang it, that's <laughs> part of it. But it's, it's, yeah, and just the understanding of that, you know, yeah. And we've, I've been blessed that the through the years, the further we go, you know, we're getting, we're getting some guys that actually understand it now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my thing, and again, I don't understand these specific reasons. The events that you guys have to deal with outside of the sports, you know, like. Those bring in major dollars for the university and the athletic part specifically, even the uh, the professional levels. Like a Beyonce concert brings in multi-million dollar deals. You know, like what is two percent of that to the grounds crew? Yeah, they don't understand. Two percent is something that would drastically change a your budget, b the outlook of your life when it comes to compensation. And again, I, I bring it up with specifically with Travis Hogan is Patrick Mahomes is making half a billion dollars. Take two percent of that, and you even he can evenly spread it out over the next twenty years, and still the compensation is like triple what it is right now yep. for him. And it's like, what's two percent of that? Why are they so like greedy in the sense of that? And again, I'm not going after anybody for this, but like. Where do where do we have that disconnect? Is my issue with that? You know, that's a fantastic point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think you have to fight 
we have to fight for it. And, yeah. and, and it's not, you're not going to win that battle every year, but you know, uh, from our, from, from that, we that's did an approach I'm going to take. I'm going to try again, that. Like, like, I, I'm going to try that. Like, <laughs> let me know. Here's why, because, here's why, because I sat in our executive staff meeting and basically we're having a Cole Swindell, uh, it's a big concert. It's a concert. Well, yeah. it's it's not that big, but basically we're having it on Super Bowl all weekend, which is our biggest weekend of this spring. Yeah. We're playing Ole Miss, so it's going to be 15,000 people in our baseball stadium. And all they're doing to cover the cost or they're adding $10, whatever it is, to the ticket price. Add 50 cents for us for football. So, I mean, that, I, I, that's a good approach, I feel I mean, like. really? Even if it's 10 cents, it's still that's going to be a huge big number. for us. It's going to be know? a big number. Look, I'm, I'm one of the few. A, a guy that used to work for me sent me a Snapchat this morning of a brand-new fleet of John Deere equipment at the golf course down in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm like, jerk. I'm <laughs> Don't rub it in my face because I'm still – Jerk. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a lad's hat in my back, and – we go around, and I, I'm one of the only ones in the SEC, especially with real motors are 100 grand now. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous at the price of equipment. But I have to go around and knock on doors and swap out season football tickets for four-year off-lease real motors. Yeah. You know, just because if I went to our CFO and said, I need 100 grand buy a new mower, he'd look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. But, again, like, those are, like, capital expenses that shouldn't be a question. You know, like – you guys get every single hour out of those machines. There's never we run it until it literally we run it until it, like the wheels fall off. You know, and, and I had to do years ago. We yeah. you know we were. I kept telling our, I love our our bosses and we let them know that hey we, we don't have enough we don't have enough real mowers for what we're doing. We're mowing this field at the same height as this field. Yeah, because we, we don't have a choice. You can't change it. And I think I called around I'm about to, to go through that know, at my facility, a bunch so. of guys, and I said, you know, how many acres do you mow? How many how many reels do you have? I did the math and I took that to him. I said, "Here's where we are compared to our counterparts," um, and it and it worked. You know, yeah. we were able to get another one, but um, it's it's not always that easy. No, and then again, like I don't understand why people listen to the data when again you're living it. You know, and I, it's obviously important to have data, but like there are so many things that can be avoided, problems that can be fixed. Like it's just simple enough to just hey hey, you know what? We're gonna do this for you because guess what? You guys go out of your way to do everything for anyone. You know, I, I bring it back to Casey Underwood when we were at Tech. Like, we were doing jobs like for construction that saved the school like probably like half a million dollars. I'm like, so if we saved you half a million dollars and you can't give us ten grand for something, like what? What's what's where's that correlate? You know what I mean? And in our case, our our you know we've had we're on our third CFO since yep. I've been there, and this latest one he came from Clemson. And so he sees he you know he sees what they worked with, and so he's been fantastic for us. But you know I don't currently need a new real motor, so I'm not going to ask for that. Yeah. So he's been fantastic. So it's not you know I I try to beat it in their head. Doesn't matter if it's administrative or some my guys. Don't come at me with something you want. Yeah. Come at with something you need. Yep. Yeah. Because that's what I'm going to sell them on. That's what I'm telling. Look, Coach Leach didn't want any ryegrass on the practice fields. How am I going to make that work and have it ready for spring practice in April? I'm sorry, it's going to cost you 50 grand worth of growth covers. Yeah. You know, I didn't ask for 400,000 for lights because I got laughed out of the room. So I started with which growth is, covers. Which is ridiculous. Which which is, we had that talk. I was yeah. like, you got to me. That's, which is more work for us. Yeah. He, he created a problem for us. We're going to solve that problem, but it takes a little bit of money to do it. And he's, in our case, he's been fantastic for us. So That's great. we're making great strides in that. The more that they understand, the more that it helps us. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just making sure that, like, 
it's uh, I just get aggravated talking about it. Sorry, you know. <laughs> no, it's it's, uh, it's frustrating because you guys do so much. It's just yeah, and I see it every day. Like you go on turn on television, watch your game, and you see the season you've been through. You got temperatures dropping lower than it's ever been before, and people don't expect anything different. You know, we spoiled them. We spoiled them for years. Exactly. And then, and then when you you know. They were spoiled back then when we didn't have all these events. And, yeah. you know, I don't know what y'all got scheduled, but like I told you, we've already got one baseball or one uh, concert scheduled on baseball for the spring. Then we have a big one for the fall scheduled. And you know where that money's going. It's only going to get worse with this NIL stuff. Yeah. That money is going to these kids. It's not going anywhere else. So they're going to find those ways to raise that money, and we're going to be dealing with the, the negative effects of it. Where's the groundskeeper and I out? What are we doing? <laughs> you know, and as we as we keep doing this and we have better equipment and, and better staff and, and better surfaces that we build, the bar keeps being raised. And yeah, once and that's you maintain it a certain level, there's no backing off. No. You know? But again, and we're, we're not, we we're not those people, you know? No, we're not. We're not. And and when you have turnover on your staff or your slow your short staff, you you don't not get it done. You just figure out you how gotta to get, get it. You got. yeah. um, and that's a testament to the crew and, and everybody involved, but it's it's stressful. And, well, and it, you know, what happens if a baseball coach has a bad year or a football coach has a bad year? We don't get to have a bad year. It's not allowed. No. The, because it's not necessarily the coaches and administration that will get you anymore. It's the fan base. Yeah. Well, then the fan base riles up the administration. because For no not, reason. Yeah, they're going to cater to these fans. And I mean, SEC baseball is one of the biggest things in the country. I mean, nothing. UNC's up with SEC. What comes to ACC teams, you know? But like, you know, you, no one comprehends the amount of time off season like camps and stuff. Why isn't the percentage of those camps not going to the field? Like, yeah, and we and we've it would we've make such a that. dent in budgetary restrictions. Yeah, because it, you you're you're handcuffed to the schedule. You know, it's not. Something like, hey, we need to be doing this. It's the heart of the summer. We and it's not out the here. personal compensation side of the camps. You know, they're paying. Well, now we'll see how this affects, you know, with the new baseball really coaches thing. rule. Maybe that kind of draws down some of those camp games and those showcase games. Should. Maybe the recruiting side of the showcase picks it's all up. It's scam. But no, it's not you yeah. guys, obviously. But, like, I, I mean, I'm in the heart of it with my high school students. I'm like, you guys are wasting thousands of dollars. You're, I've got you're twin three-year-old boys. And I've I've told them I, they pick up a golf club every day. It's like we're not doing baseball. You yeah, know, I, play well, baseball. I mean the thing is like they're seniors in high school and they think they're going to get a D one scholarship. I'm like guys, and their parents are buying in and spending thirty five hundred dollars, seven thousand dollars per season per season to, to get in front of some of these coaches when they know these kids are not going to make it. Like it's, you're you're using the college tuition fund, people. Yeah, like yeah. unless you're a hundred percent sure. Which by the way, ninety percent of the guys that are going to college are on teams that are paid for by their coaches. That's you right. Know, like that's right. I've seen some of the the hotel bills for some of my friends that have older kids that mm. play travel, and it just makes me want to throw up. Nope, 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 just nope. Terrible. Nope. Keep that money in the bank yeah, account. That would be a tough. I'm, I'm spoil you on your birthdays, and <laughs> I buy you new golf clubs every yeah, year. If there you, you just go. Don't play travel there ball. you go for sure. Um, and again, obviously, with you guys and everything you're doing, uh, any big plans for 2023, Mississippi State, UNC? I don't know. We've got a graduation because the basketball arena is getting, you know, we normally have it inside. Yeah. Uh, we've got two days of graduation plus a uh, some other stuff coming. So it'll, we don't have anything big planned. Yeah. Um, softball, hopefully, renovation in a couple of years. We're building an indoor right now. So they're literally practicing <laughs> from 8 o'clock in the morning until 4 o'clock. Once again, new facilities yeah. on top of what's already been there, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so it's, uh, 
nothing big right now. Just kind of in the main, maintenance mode, guys. You know? Yeah, that's, that's kind of like us. We went through that big construction about eight years ago. I mean, we're doing this. I say the small stuff, but the you know new new scoreboards or new LED lights at the stadiums, things like that. That you know obviously require some of our input. And but um, it's it's nice. I said it in the talk earlier this morning. A construction project for a sports field manager can be one of the most fun things to be a part of, and it can be one of the most frustrating things to be a part of. Um, you know, it's a once every so often opportunity. We, uh, when I did Duty Noble, beautiful had, by the way, I had no idea that I would be as involved in the stadium yeah. as I was. And I, I, I felt privileged to do that because they trusted me with all that other stuff. And But I, would I do it again? Or do I want to do it again? No, absolutely not. <laughs> now, next year, it's we done. don't have anything next year because when, when our AD left uh, and went to Auburn, we canceled our football project, which yeah. didn't affect the field that much. But they're taking the whole bowl out. We are yeah. the second oldest football stadium in the country. So our concrete is not structurally safe anymore. Well, I'm glad they figured that out. Yeah. And it's... so they're going to take that out. Well, they kind of paused it for another year. So when they do, they're going to put a crane down our sideline. And you know what the guy told me? <sighs> he said, we're just – just don't worry about it. Don't even water the other half of the field. We're just going to let it die. Anyway. Bastards. He said, I budget 100 grand for fixing it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> How about you budget a million yeah. and we'll call it a day? I was like, The construction side of that is uh, going to be a little little more than, than 100,000. Don't worry, 100,000. You'll be fine. Just let it die. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys so much. Again, two of my favorites. And uh, I can't thank you enough for all that you do, inspiring my kids every day, you know, taking the time to meet with them. And again, everything you guys do in social media, they're always watching. So we really appreciate it. And, Again, thank you for taking the time out here. Enjoyed it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course.